Well, this is Sergeant Greg Grader, formerly of 82nd MP Company, 82nd Airborne Division, God's Country, and uh, we're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to. Uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our bitshoot channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors if you uh, support our sponsor dream nutrition you can receive 10 percent off your order by using the promo code boondog10 at checkout so dream nutrition they're a veteran owned and operated company as well so please support them and receive 10 percent off using the promo code boondog10 thanks for your time and thanks for listening Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. Quick housekeeping uh, information. If you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble, uh, please hit the subscribe or follow button. Uh, or uh, if you're listening wherever you listen to podcasts, please follow or subscribe. We're just trying to build up our, our following and our, our algorithms and all that good stuff to continue bringing you great interviews like the one we're about to have today. Today's guests are members of the band As You Were. And uh, man, you know, I was going through uh, the uh, media contact list uh, for incarceration and, you know, I'm hitting up all, you know, Disturbed and, you know, Corn uh, and, you know, I don't know, little guys like me, but I'm going through all of a sudden I glance over to emails down the line. I see a dot mill contact and I'm like, wait a minute, this caught my eye. I know these guys will talk to me. You know, of course. Uh, um, if you w- wouldn't mind, go ahead and introduce yourselves and, uh, you know, what you do with the band. Cool. I'm Austin, uh, staff sergeant in the United States Army, and I play guitar for As You Are. My name is Tom Katsianis. I'm also a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army, and I'm the guitar player, other guitar player, and the vocalist for As You Were. Awesome. 
Yeah. And, you know, so I started, you know, I'm reached out, obviously, contact to set set this whole interview up. Looking forward to, to talking to you and doing a little bit of research about this program is like, uh, man, you know, so you're you, you get to serve your country and, you know, be rock stars. I mean, what what a package deal, you know, at the same time. It's uh, uh, I, they didn't, I don't think they offered that when I went in the Navy. I ought to look that side up, you know. Yeah, but, you uh, should have picked the Army. should have picked the yeah. Army. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what a great recruiting tool and stuff, too. Absolutely, um, yeah. But usually uh, when I have people on for the first time, I like to get a little bit of a background. So um, originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, so uh, when well, growing up, I, I grew up in a small town of Chitania, Louisiana, uh, probably like graduating class of 13 for my family. So growing up, it was either working on the farm or moving to the city and doing something technical. But uh, at an early age, I kind of uh, started dwelling in the music scene and then I picked up a bass guitar and eventually switched to regular guitar. And uh, from there, just started playing and practicing. And uh, I knew once I picked it up, that's what that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a musician uh, and I wanted to play. And I also did want to serve my country. Uh, growing up, my great grandfather was in World War Two. He served in Battle of the Bulge. So that was huge for me seeing grew, uh, growing up and stuff like that. And I'm actually named after him. So I kind of wanted to do both, which is cool that I'm actually doing both right now. Yeah, I, I grew up, uh, my mom is a musician, very talented. And, uh, you know, my mom saw that I was really into piano. She got me, uh, uh, she got me started on guitar, started showing me how to play. My dad, he wanted to be a musician when he was young, but his parents didn't really support him that much in that whole uh, endeavor. So he was very supportive of me like as, as a way he, he liked to live through me so he was always pushing me to go out and you know be, be in different bands and he um he bought me you know he bought me my first guitar and <clears throat> my mom was you know still showing me how to how to you know play cowboy chords and all that stuff so they were very supportive and they could see that i was very passionate about it so from a very young age i definitely knew that i wanted to do music but i didn't really know that i wanted to be a professional music until probably my sophomore year of high school um, and, the, and then that's when I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this. And yeah, I, and then I graduated from a music school and I got a job offer to work on a cruise ship as a musician. And I was like this close to taking it. And then the army came along and was like, nah, don't do that. We got something better for you. You know, we'll, we'll hook you up with the army band field. We'll pay off some of your student debt and we'll send you to Germany for your first assignment. And I was like, all right, dope, <laughs> let's do this. And then yeah, the rest is history. That's awesome, man. And uh, so, like, you know, you discovered, uh, you know, music at a young age, had a passion for that. And then, like, what, what were some of your, like, first, uh, like, inspirations to, to you know, pick up your chosen uh, instruments? Yeah, uh, funny story, and a lot of people would never expect this. I watched a lot of Full House growing up, so when I saw Uncle Jesse on Full House, John Stamos, play guitar, I was like, I'm doing it. Sign me up. And then, you know, I got into all the ACDC, Van Halen, and, uh, and all of that stuff, and grew up with, like, 80s uh, metal. And after learning that stuff and playing in a lot of cover bands, like, I personally was just like, that's it, you know. Uh, this is this is what I, what I want to do and what I want to play. So, John Stamos, thank you. <laughs> shout out <Yeah>. to john <laughs> yeah john yeah I, growing up i mean my dad was always listening to um uh, 
like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, always, we always had like Led Zeppelin, all the classic rock, you know, Austin was saying, like we always had that on, you know, on. And so I, I grew up listening to that kind of stuff. And I think my dad, you know, he, he, my dad is learning how to play bass now, but when I was younger, he couldn't really play anything. So he just loved seeing my progress. He was definitely living through me. Um, and he'd be like, Hey, learn how to play some ACDC. I want you to, I want you to play that. You know, learn how to play this song, like this Jeff Beck tune. I was like, Hey, I got a lot of practice to do before I get there. It's your first day of learning guitar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. My dad was definitely a big influence. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, I mean, what's great about doing this interview with you guys today is like, you know, normally I, I, you know, I, I interview a lot of musicians and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of veterans and, and military personnel and stuff. Um, you know, two things that I, I'm passionate about, you know, big fan of music and, you know, my time serving. So I get the combo here. So I want to ask you a couple of the questions that I ask uh, some of our uh, my military guests that I have on. Um, now, uh, you had kind of mentioned like when the bug came, you know, or, or that you were, and then that you were recruited, uh, afterwards, but like, when did you, uh, know that you wanted to like serve your country? Was there, uh, you know, a particular moment or like something that inspired you with wanting that chasing that dream? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, like I said, my great grandfather, but I was in high school and, um, I did music a lot. And so my grades weren't in the best. So graduating high school, I was like, maybe I need to put the guitar down a little bit and take life a little bit more serious. So I, I then enlisted into the army. I actually served as a signal support system specialist. And for most people who might not know what that is, that's just working on radios. And I actually did that for um, two years in the army before I went on this, uh, super, secret squirrel adventure called the uh, United States Army Soldier Show, which I was blessed to go to 74 different duty stations and basically see the world um, telling the Army story. And from there, some guy played guitar on that show. And I was like, there's no way that that is your job. He's like, yes, man, it's my job. And I was like, my recruiter lied to me. So I ended up getting the uh, band liaisons number. That's and who yeah and i got an even funnier story for that and then i got the band liaison's number she ended up auditioning me uh fast forward i get in the army band and literally made sergeant got taxed for recruiting so there, there's the ironic part and uh yeah so I, I i knew after high school i wanted to do it did not know about the band field and that was a job so for those that are out there listening to this and you may be in the army you can audition for this position in your career, even though you may not have signed up to be an army musician right off the bat. Nice. I was, I was always very inspired by my family. I come from a, a very long line of, of military servicemen and women. Um, my mom was in the army. My dad retired from the army. Um, one of my grandfathers was in the Navy. My other grandfather was an infantryman in the Greek army. Um, my brother was in the Coast Guard. So I come from a very long line of, of, of military service. Um, and to be honest, it wasn't really something that I was very interested in until I was getting close to graduating. I didn't even realize I didn't even it really didn't even occur to me that being in the army, serving my country and playing music was an option together. I mean, most people think the army, they think, you know, combat arms, which is great if that's what you want to do. But, you know, I wanted to do music, you know, and so I uh, I found out about the band program because I had a recruiter reach out to me and I was like, this sounds a little bit too good to be true. 
so I scheduled a meeting with the dean of the um, of the of the department that I was in in my school, and I because I wanted to ask him if he had heard about the Army Band Field, and uh, I sat down with him and I was like, Have you you know what's what's the deal with the Army Band? Is it is it le- is it a legitimate career path? And he's like, Yeah, you know, I was in the Army Band. I did it for four years, and it was and it was awesome. You know, it it helped me you know pay some bills and all that stuff. It gave me some cool opportunities. So that right there was the selling point for me. I was like, okay, the dean of the, the of the guitar department at you know at my school was in the band field, and he's you know successful and had a good time. So that was the selling point for me. Uh, that's awesome, and it's funny because I'm going to have to share this interview with my friend uh, Frank Cavanaugh. He he was uh, in the band Filter back in the day, and after uh, like 9/11, he joined the army and served a couple of years in the army. And I, I'm sure if he would have latched onto this program, he'd still be serving in the army right now. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. But um, now, uh, like, I don't know how long you guys have been been in so far, but like, what is something that, uh, and I usually have like uh, military guests that are already, you know, out of the military after their time, but like, what is something that you feel you'll always carry from your time of service with you? Yeah, so uh, I've been in nine years and uh, friendships. I mean, that's something that I've been serving with these guys in this band for literally eight months, almost a year, actually. And it's the brotherhood and the bond that you get brotherhood, sisterhood. That's something you're always going to miss, even if you get out and retire and do 25, 40 years. So that's something that I'll hold near and dear to my heart and that I'll I'll stick with is somebody you can always call and they're going to be there and can count on. And obviously all the great skills you get, even being a musician. I mean, we're, we're on tour right now, as you can tell from the incarceration poster, and this is great exposure, you know? So if we were to retire or even get out, we have um, various avenues of approach being musicians that we could take and, and those skills that we're kind of learning being out there in front of the rock stars and legends that are up today, you know? I think awesome. I'd probably take, I'd probably take away, um, just all of the fantastic memories that I, I've had. I mean, the army has given me so many great opportunities and they've sent me out. I was stationed in Germany. I was stationed in Belgium out there for three years. I mean, the first seven years of my army service was abroad, which I loved so much. So I got to travel a ton. I got to experience a bunch of different cultures. Um, it was It was definitely a really, really great time. And then being a part of this group, it's just uh, an unbelievable opportunity to get out and play. I mean, rock, welcome to Rockville, incarceration. We play at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We've gotten to play some really fantastic shows. And, um, you know, the Army really gives us a lot of creative freedom, a lot of autonomy. Um, and it's, it's just a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So there's a lot that I, I take away from this this time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I wish I would have known about the Rock Hall. I, I'm in cleveland right now you know oh really cool our drummer is from cleveland yeah i was reading that too yeah i I, uh that's cool man i uh got we got the connection so hopefully you guys will you know well i'll I'll definitely see at incarceration but hopefully uh you guys will come come through cleveland again yeah 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 they'll have to get you up there and sing a couple of tunes you know (laughs) uh funny story during my time in i was it was before i was legal age of drinking and we were at a squadron Christmas party and they made the mistake of having karaoke and I got up on the mic and, <laughs> and then I 
you know, let's just say I, uh, I had to stand in front of the XO, you know, afterwards, cause they realized I, I, that I wasn't of age and I shouldn't have been that as drunk as I was behind a microphone, but that's for another time. <laughs> yeah. Tommy got this job by doing karaoke. We found him. Actually, he's just been in the band two days. We found him in Daytona beach doing karaoke. And <laughs> we're like, yep. no, no adult beverages before. That. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> nice. And then uh, like, what is one of your uh, greatest hopes for uh, the country that you've been willing to, to serve and give your life for? biggest hopes um hey that you know the united states continues to be a, a place that is a place that you know loves freedom that that um that allows people to um that basically gives people the opportunity to be successful um and you know the united states is a is an incredible melting pot i mean my grandfather came my grandfather and my grandmother came here from greece you know, and found a lot of opportunities here. Uh, they built a, an amazing life and they, they started a legacy that they passed down um, to my, you know, to me. Um, and uh, so the United States is definitely, it represents opportunity and freedom for me. So th those are things that I, I take very seriously. And, you know, so wearing the uniform is something that I'm proud to do. Yeah. Same exact words. Awesome. And then uh, what do you feel we can do to break the stigma of mental health and PTSD? Talk about it. Stuff like this, you know, um, it's, and you know, awareness is, is probably the, the number one tool. I think, it, you know, just a lot of people probably, there's lots of people out there that are struggling with issues, mental health issues, and they don't know, they don't understand what's happening or, or uh, maybe they do understand that they need help, but they're, you know, they're maybe not enough people are talking about it or there's, you know, there, there's some barriers up. So I, I feel like, you know, the more people who are talking about it, the more willing people are going to be to, to actually say something and, and maybe reach out, especially if they, they are like, they realize, oh, okay, I'm not the only person going through this. There's other people out there as well. And the army's doing a great job by that. I mean, I see it firsthand. I have personal stories within my family and um, both my wife and I are military. So we are, we're both doing military, but you know, the army's doing a fantastic job of saying, speak up. We're here for you. We're going to provide you service, whatever you need, please let us know. So it's definitely a climate change. I see it firsthand. I love it. Uh-oh. He froze up. All right. Yeah, you froze up for a minute. You're back now. Here's what we're talking about, like really important, you know, stuff and messages we want to get out there, some technical difficulties. But uh, I'm glad, you know, um, to hear that the climate has changed within the Army in regards to that. Uh, it's definitely, you know, good news. I, um, you know, I'm service connected for PTSD amongst other things and um, just celebrate 13 years of sobriety and awesome. part of my therapy for myself has been to do this podcast and to try wow. and cool. speak with other people about, you know, not just uh, try and share some of my experience, strength and hope, you know, try and get the word out to have the conversations that people don't want to have. So, I'm, uh, you know, it's definitely a pleasure to have you guys on to share a little bit of what's happening internally right now uh, with active military still. Um, yeah, thank you for having us on. This is yeah, awesome. Absolutely. We love it. 
yeah, it helps me with, you know, deal, you know, like I said, I, yeah, I got sober, but then I'm still dealing with the PTSD and anxiety. And then you, you tend to isolate, you know, cause you don't know how to communicate and work with people. So this has become a form of therapy for myself to, ha I have to sit down and have a conversation with, with people, even though it's on a square right now, but I've noticed it's definitely helped me so much out in the world now doing this amongst all the other, you know, things that I do to, to, uh, you know, work on my recovery and healing and stuff. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, man. That's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. We're happy to help, you know? Yeah. Thanks, and man. I'll say that's, it. that's almost some of the bands, not just the, our band, but the army band's mission is to help the soldiers, you know, like, especially if you're deployed and we're playing music for those that are deployed, it's to escape from reality, know you're safe, give you that interpersonal connection. That's something we actually see um, just bridging what we personally do, you know, playing in the schools with high schools. Um, there's this connection that we have with all of these kids that show them there's hope. You, even if you don't join the military, pursue your dreams. And that's huge, especially in today's generation, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and, and not only are we bridging that connection, but we are showing there's different military occupational specialties or jobs in the army that you can do and that you could follow your dreams no matter how big they are, because that's where we stand. I mean, we wanted to both be musicians since we were young, and here we are getting to play for those same. Um, we just played for a high school band. It was about 150 students, and they were just floored that this was a career, and it really gave them a lot of hope, saying, I'm going to continue to play my instrument. I'm going to con I mean, went to the band teacher and was like, I want to do this when I get older. How do I do this? It was just seeing that firsthand, that's, that's what it's all about for me personally. Same. Yeah. Amen, man. Yeah. And, and when I was, uh, during my last deployment, I was on an army base, uh, Camp Arif, John in, in Kuwait. Yeah. And, I've been um, yeah. And, uh, you know, like during, you know, I didn't like downtime too much. It was my first deployment actually as a father. So, you know, it's a different kind of ball game, you know, when it was just me going on deployments, it was just like, you know, okay, you know, I got nothing at home. So, you know, whatever, you know, but you know, my mm -hmm. first deployment as a dad, you start like, you know, really missing your kids and like, man, I got to do whatever it takes to get get back home to them and stuff. But uh, I had the opportunity to volunteer to be, uh, you know, security for whenever the USO or the Armed Forces uh, Entertainment would bring in musicians and stuff. So I was security for Everclear when they played the bass. Uh, nice. Scott Stepp from, yeah, from Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he uh, played for us. And I it was just after my my oldest daughter's uh, birthday that I was missing. And he sang happy birthday to her on video for me, for me to send it to her. Oh, I mean, she was awesome. eight years old. So she was like, Oh, it's not Justin Bieber. So I don't know, you know, yeah, but huh? it, was, it was really cool for me. And like doing all that stuff, I wanted to show you that, you know, I do got some, some street clout here with the, with the army uh, while I was over there. I don't know if you can read, I got my own army certificate of appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You know, I took it off my wall here to share you guys. Yeah, you know, I got nice. some flowers here from the 360th Civil Affairs Brigade Airborne. Uh, you know, just thanking me for some of the, the work that I did over there That's with awesome, you guys. Man. So, um, but uh, now back to you guys. Like, so you get into this program with the army as musicians, then tell me about how, uh, as you were came together as the band came together. Yeah. I'll just talk about, he's been here the longest. Like I said, I've been here a year. He's been here about four. I'll let him kind of dwell into how it was developed, but 
this is an audition within the army band field that you pursue. So basically this assignment is through USAREC, which for the viewers is the United States Army Recruiting Command, and it falls under that. So technically we're the recruiting's band and we're used as a marketing tool, once again, to go out to high schools and major festivals to show you can do more. Oh, froze up again. To say how it was brought up is basically, in a nutshell, he's going to explain it, but it's an audition within the United States Army band field, and it's a, kind of considered a special broadening assignment for Army bandsmen. Yeah. So the, the, the official Army title of, of this group is the Army Musical Outreach. Um, so the Army Musical Outreach team has been around for about 10 years, maybe even a, a slightly longer. Um, it, it started out just as an experimental thing um, as, as like a marketing tool for the army. Um, and it's gone through different iterations, different band personnel coming in and out. And actually when it first was developed, it wasn't affiliated with the army band at all. It was kind of, um, it was just, you know, whoever, um, whoever is, uh, talented and willing to come in you know they they pick people to come into the group and then it kind of slowly developed into as you were uh and we've gone through a couple of different band member changes because you know how it how it is in, in the in the army every couple of years you you go to your next assignment um but yeah I, i've been here for about four years um austin for about a year we've got another our drummer from Cleveland, he's been here for four years. And then our bass player just got here. He's been here for about a year or so. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's basically it. Like Austin said, it's a, you have to audition to get into the group. Um, and once you're in, you know, you basically just go around and, and let people know that there are other jobs that exist in the Army. You know, we have the best one, um, but there are other really yeah. good ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And like you mentioned that you guys get like some creative freedoms in, in, in uh, you know, in the band and in the, in this program. Like, I mean, cause I, I was just trying to wrap my head around like, you know, how you get approved to go on these, you know, big to play these big festivals and go on tour. You know, how do you get the, were you able to get that approved through the chain of command or that's something that they encourage as an outreach? So, so that's, yeah, that's, it's highly encouraged, but we fall under the marketing engagement brigade. We have an awesome band manager, AKA NCOIC of the group who takes on those tasks and basically sets the tour schedule up with that brigade. And then from there we uh, get to rock and roll. We have um, uh, somebody who's kind of working to pitch, Hey, this is where I think the band should go, comes through the brigade, gets disseminated down to us. And then um, we go forth and do great things. Brett, Hey baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein.
protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your brand from today's Boondog sent you. So yeah, that's... Maybe uh, Army had better, uh, you know, broadband or uh, Wi-Fi. What's going on? <laughs> it's, the, it's that Hyatt. Yeah, if it was the Army's one, this would be crystal perfect and, and clear, you know? Oh, yeah. You guys are down in... Uh, are you guys down in uh, Florida right now? Ready? Yeah. Yep, we've been we've been here. We did some tours in Orlando, and we're getting ready to play Welcome to Rockville 2022. We actually start tomorrow. And um, one more thing with the Creative Freedoms, we are the only Army band right now that is writing original music, and we record that and have. Uh, I think we're working on our fourth original album this summer. So uh, that's kind of the creative freedoms that we're allowed is to go forth and create original music which then comes back to army messaging um like tom has written some songs about be being yourself and how the army's kind of helped you and stuff like that i'll let him speak on that but that's you know mainly the creative freedoms is getting to write that original music that can inspire someone to feel what the army uh could do for them through through song yeah, the, the Army definitely has, has given us a lot of freedom, a lot of autonomy. They trust us. You know, we obviously, we, we, you know, we have to go out and, you know, embody the Army values and, and be responsible when we're out on the road. But they give us a lot of freedom. They let us um, they let us be a band. They really do. So they let us write our own our own music. And, um, you know, I, I like to write a lot of uh, I write most of the lyrics and I, I try to write them about, you know, some of my past experiences, but also like Austin was saying, we like to, this, this message of hope and opportunity, like a lot of the lyrics are about that, about, you know, being the best version of yourself, you know, staying optimistic and positive, um, battling through um, adversity, you know, messages is like that. And then we have other songs that are about, you know, other things, you know, like love and, um, you know, conflict and stuff like that. So we, we have a lot of fun with, with the songwriting process. And, um, we've been, we've been given the chance to record three separate times in different studios. And actually we're heading up to Ohio pretty soon, uh, to record the fourth one. We'll be up there pretty soon in a, just about a month or so. Yeah. Nice. Do you know what part you guys will be in? Well, we're going to, yeah. it's going to oh, be actually, in Illinois. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Indiana. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Okay. For Sweetwater uh, Studio. Right, I was te- I was teasing you, man. I was you know, I just wanted to I just wanted to get you excited. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I know a lot of the, the studio people here, so I, you know it had been cool. But uh, um, 
So you mentioned, you know, that you still on, you, you get these opportunities to tour and, 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 and play out and, and be a band, but you know, obviously you're still representing the, the United States army uh, while you're out. And so I'm sure, you know, there's still like restrictions, certain restrictions and regulations that other bands do not have. But which is probably a good thing because I've gotten to know quite a few bands and, you know, without those parameters, you know, some of them end up, you know, you know, in, in bad places. And I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough to meet a lot of them in the recovery world that I'm in. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you get to go out and do do the thing and 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 but, uh, you know, stay out of trouble, I guess, so to speak, you know. No yeah. TVs out the out the Hyatt, you know, because the internet we were, ain't working. We were just making jokes about that this morning. No, I, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to mention it when you were asking about the takeaway. You know, what our takeaways were. Um, I think that you know, the army is 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 very good at instilling discipline. Um, you know, it, and I I feel like I've been in for over ten years now, and Austin's been in for for about the same amount of time. Um, you know, I can say, speak for all four of us in the band, like we all, we all take this job very seriously and, you know, we, we, we go out, we, we enjoy our lives as well, but like, we are very serious about this, this whole, um, this, this opportunity that we've been given. And so we, we don't put ourselves into a lot of situations that, you know, that put us at risk or put other people at risk. You know, we definitely appreciate the autonomy and the freedom that we've been given. So we want to, you know, protect it and make sure that we get to keep it because we love this band and we want to keep the ball rolling. So I'm really impressed. Like I'm, I'm surrounded by like really good role models and people who keep me accountable. Um, I think that we do the same for each other. So it's, it's a good thing. Like it's, it's one of those like army team things that just keeps the band really cohesive. That's great. Yeah. I had a, you know, I was just thinking too, I remember, uh, as I was looking, looking this up and your, uh, uh, I think it's your bass players from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, I had a guy that, that served in my old, uh, Navy unit that was a, you know, musician on the side. Uh, he was from Puerto Rico and he was in this band Grupo Fuego and, uh, and, um, you know, so he was able to kind of mix the two, and now he's in the army flying helicopters and stuff. So wow, cool, wow, yeah. cool! What a what a what a like complete one eighty. <laughs> yeah, right? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, what a life. Yeah, I, oh, was yeah. In, I was in this awesome band, and now I fly helicopters. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, real Wilfredo Gonzalez Pagan. So give shout out to Wilfredo. Nice. Um, and then um, you know, so when I was going down the uh, as you were rabbit hole and checking out you know some of your guys work i i saw the the watch the music video for uh slice of sunshine yeah uh, that you guys got out there and uh you know um tell me a little bit about making your your i mean was that your first music video that you guys have done together as a band and you know what was that process like and tell me a little bit about the locations and how much did the army help you uh you know, they fly out there to the desert location and stuff like that, pretty much. <laughs> so that was uh, the first I had auditioned for the band and then basically I got told, hey, you're good to go. And then from there, they said, hey, your first gig's going to be coming out to Vegas. Is that OK? I was like, yeah. So I'm thinking OCPs, you know, dress blues in the desert. You know, I, I was on recruiting duty. So I'm thinking, man, this there's no way the Army's going to 
uh, do a music video in Las Vegas. So I get down there and yeah, they were like, Hey, you, you got like a, a cool looking shirt and we're by the pool, you know, getting to play guitars and, um, doing a music video. And these guys were on tour. So basically everything we do just to let you guys know, and the viewers is that we actually drive everywhere. We set up our equipment, we play, we tear it down. So that's again, going back to that instilling the trust and having, uh, the, um, trust from the army is that we're NCOs that have to drive this truck across the country and sometimes to Las Vegas for station out of Fort Knox, Kentucky. That's a lot of trust. So going from that, these guys were on tour. Pit stop was Las Vegas. We had about a week to shoot a music video. And uh, the guys had wrote that song um, prior to me getting in the band. So that was our first kind of introduction with me in there and showing a new face in the band and getting that that music video out there, um, which was one <laughs> one heck of a, a first time gig, you know, I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was a fun process making that video. I mean, the, the, the way that I kind of was looking at it was here's an opportunity we've been given to just have a good time, enjoy our job. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a, it's a job, it's work. And, and it, it serves a purpose, right. To, 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 to send a message to the American public, but you know, it also is uh, the message also a part of the message is you can be a service member and enjoy your life. You know, it's, it's not, it doesn't always feel like work. A lot of times it does feel like work, but you know, there is this work life balance that you can achieve. Um, so that's, that's kind of where my head, head was at when we were filming the whole thing. Yeah. We had a good time. I'm sure you could tell. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it had me thinking too, like I, I, just uh, connected with a, a guy that I um, served with in my unit uh, yesterday who lives in the area. And we were like rehashing some some stories. And, um, you know, I was in an assault craft unit with them. So we, there'd be a lot of like out, you know, getting qualified, getting dirty out on the water, storming, you know, hitting beaches and stuff like that. Uh, but my 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 pay rate, my pay grade involved me working in admin and Intel and stuff like that. But it would always be like, I like, I'd rather be out, you know, having fun out on the boats and stuff like that instead of in the office. But uh, he, he said, but you conveniently on like, whenever we'd go on training missions that sucked where we'd be sitting a lot out in the heat for a long time, suddenly you wanted to be in the office, you know, and yeah. you always managed to get your, get yourself in there. So I got a lot of ball busting because of, like, Hey, you know, you should have, chose uh, choose your rate choose your fate like they say you know um so i can imagine there's got to be some like some hate coming from some of your or, or some ball busting from some of your fellow soldiers in the army for hey, what you guys get to do compared to what uh, they have to do at times. you know we we uh we don't really um we don't really all we all all i'll say is that we we've got nothing but love for the rest of the field and we want them to be very successful. We are part of the field, so of course we want we want our own field to be successful. Um, and I, I I know that they feel the same way about us. You know, there might be you know there might be like oh that'd be nice to be in that group or oh that'd be nice to be able to have this and that. But you know when it all comes down to it, we're all part of this. It's one team, one fight. You know, so we're yeah. we're all part of the the same thing. We we feel the same way about all the other branches too. I mean, you know. People, you can, you can, um, you know, be jealous for somebody or you could be just happy for them. You know, you, you want that, you want that kind of mutual respect between each other. So we try to, yeah, we, we don't, we don't uh, participate in any kind of hating or anything like that. 
Well, we, yeah, we I, also get them involved. We work, with a, we work with a lot of recruiters who are – recruiters are usually combat arms. So they come in, and we, sometimes we expect that. But um, they come in, they're like, we love you guys, man. We want to – can we get on the stage and announce you guys? I'm like, absolutely. So we get them involved, and that also changes the whole perception of, um, you know, these guys must not like what you do. They actually love it. They would just wish they could – you know, they're like, man, I wish I would have picked up guitar. I'm like, hey, we could audition you for Kazoo, man. We got a Kazoo position open, all right? But, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, they, they really do love what we do, and uh, they, they just want to come on tour, really. That's the that's the biggest gripe we hear is, yeah. can we come on tour with yeah, you? Yeah, we just had uh, some, some high school students. Yeah, I'll roadie, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had some high school student ask us to sign uh, her kazoo. Yeah. Yeah, that, drumsticks, that was, yeah. Uh, drumsticks, kazoos, uh, shoes, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> the kazoo awesome. was a new one for yeah. me, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's cool, man. And, you know, I mean – uh, you know, I, I appreciate what you said, all branches of service. I mean, we all, you know, we all raised our right hand. We took the same oath of enlistment and stuff. Um, you know, there's just, you know, there's, I think ball busting amongst the branches and inside the branches amongst the, the boys and girls is like, you know, it's, it's kind of part of how we bond. And, yeah, and exactly. Together, it's, you know, yeah, it's good so. fun, you know, we, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time. You know, we don't mean any, anything by it except for just, you know, teasing each other because all part of the same same team you know and uh you know so like let's talk a little bit about you know your your guys are in florida getting ready to do welcome to rockville you'll be coming to ohio in july for the incarceration festival which is how i was able to get in contact with you guys um you know i've been through uh, i i've done media for uh a lot of these Danny Wimmer festivals over the years that I've been through a lot of them. And I, I see one thing I really appreciate about him is his support for the military. Used to have a festival here, rock on the range. It always fell on armed forces day weekend. And he would always have like some sort of military color guard take place. Um, the, when incarceration came back over COVID last year, it was on, on the 20th anniversary of September 11th. And it was, uh, he did a very, uh, honorable, uh, like little memorial and, uh, and, uh, um, stuff there that was really like, you know, I, it, I just, I see that he appreciates, you know, our military. So, uh, what kind of, um, interaction or like what kind of, uh, experience have you had so far with, is this your first time doing a Danny Wimmer festival or have you interacted or worked with, with Danny Wimmer and them before? Yeah, we uh, came to Rockville in November of last year, and it was awesome. He actually personally came to tell us that we sounded great. He watched, said we sounded great, and wanted to have us back, and we created. I mean, he even took a picture on his Instagram with us saying it was awesome meeting y'all, and uh, that to me shows a lot. So, and I also can see that too because I, I follow the production, and they actually do, are hiring now for um, military veterans and stuff like that for jobs. Um, whether it be engineers, stagehands, et cetera. So you can see that he's definitely involved with that. And he, he, he's allowing, you know, us to be at the festival. We put our army tent over there and it, it's nothing but love. And, and we're looking forward to being on that streamline of uh, various concerts. I mean, incarceration, welcome to Rockville 2022, louder than life in Louisville, Kentucky, aftershock. Like it's such a blessing. And we're really glad that he um, trusts us, but also that he, he loves us in a sense, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've always, you know, like I said, as as a 
you know, as a fan of music and being at the events, but also as a, you know, uh, retired Navy and, you know, it just, it, I, I love to always see the, uh, you know, the support and the love that it seems a lot of times, uh, you know, maybe in the, in the main things it isn't there for our guys as much anymore, you know, so definitely get behind, um, you know, uh, uh, groups like, like Danny Wimmer doing, doing something like this with you guys. Yeah. Um, when we played yeah. in November, they were very, yeah, the audience was very supportive. Yes. Yeah. You know, everyone, when, when they found out, you know, that we were an army band, um, they were very excited. They had lots of questions, obviously, uh, you know, and like Austin said, Danny was, was very, very gracious. You know, he came out and he, he was smiling the whole time. He really enjoyed our show. Um, so yeah, we're, we're super thrilled to be a part of this experience. Looking forward to tomorrow. Nice. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, going back to like my experience at l last year at on the 20th anniversary of 9/11, and and Danny, you know, uh, having the, I mean, you know, everything that our country had just been through, you know, all the divisiveness and the, uh, you know, the COVID coming off of the the lockdowns and stuff like that, to see a bunch of like metalheads just all together music fans just unleashing i mean there are a lot of people drinking having a good time letting loose like you know some of them caged animals finally getting like able to get out but as soon as that announcement came over the intercom we'd like to have a moment of silence for those we lost on september 11th dude you could hear a pin drop thousands of people just were quiet and then the girl came out and she sang the national anthem and wow. dudes, t everybody taking their hats off, putting their hat, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of getting choked up thinking about it again, because it was just like, you know, if I watch everything in the in the media and believe that that's our country today, then it's just like, I feel like we're lost, you know, and but that would reminded me right there. It was just like, man, people still love our country. And it didn't matter, like how rowdy and everything, you know, how intoxicated they might have been. They heard that and they all stopped. And, and it was just, it was a beautiful experience, man. It gave me such hope. So I'm glad you guys are able to get out there and, and continue sharing that message we with are everybody. Too. Yeah, you the audience are, audiences are great. Whenever we say he does a spill in the middle of the set or sometimes in the beginning about how we're active duty and we, we love serving our country and it actually heightens the show. I mean, you'll get more people that start coming more up front and they love that stuff. We I mean, they go crazy. As soon as he's like, we're active duty military, they just go crazy. They love it. I mean, and we played in Texas. We're playing in Florida. We played in Louisiana, everywhere. So, I mean, it, it really is cool to see that in the crowd. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, you know, the things recruiters lie about and stuff earlier. Um, you know, I remember you know, one of the reasons why I joined the Navy out of high school, you know, it was like, I'm going to, you know, meet all kinds of women, you know, and, you know, and, and you know there there was some of that you know but uh you know i come home and after my you know get ready to retire and i'm friends with all these musicians here locally and i'm just like hey how you doing and they're just like oh he plays guitar look at it you know they're like man you so you guys got the best of both worlds the combination of the two you know <laughs> hey we're both married yeah we're both yeah, married. All, right. all right yeah yeah oh i'm sorry but <laughs> But no, no, I, and and that's great. You guys, you know, but are, are and I'm just, you know, you know, playing or whatever. But yeah, I it's know. awesome. You guys are, uh, you know, out there able to do this and share the message on these festivals. And you know, I've been like trying to find, you know, some musicians. I need a new like intro music for this podcast. So you know, 
don't know. Maybe hey, I'll hit you guys up, man. Go. We've we've done intro music before. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm just saying that was you know. No, that'd be great, man. Because like I, you know, like I said, with this podcast, I mean, I envisioned it. I would love the opportunity to for it to get popular and grow, especially amongst our, you know, all of the. I remember when I was on my last deployment, and when I did have downtime, like I said, I just needed distractions. I needed to stay busy. And I would put in podcasts and some friends of mine back home had a podcast and it would just like take me away, like make me forget about where I was at and think about being back home. And I like to hopefully provide this podcast as an opportunity for those of uh, our, our brothers and sisters in the field, you know, to have something else to listen to, to entertain them, to take their minds off of things. And, yeah, and uh, I would love for, for it to grow, to get big where I'm able to do like, you know, I, I'm, I can't play an instrument, but maybe I can do a live podcast over in, in, in country at a, you know, as a armed forces entertainment thing. If it gets to that point, that's my, my vision. And I hope it, it, an opportunity like that comes down the line, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it, I couldn't think of a better way to build this thing up than have an actual army band, you know, play, play my new intro music. So yeah, <laughs> hit you guys up some yeah. ideas. Um, and then, like, what's something that uh, you guys feel like you can learn from, you know, uh, that you can improve and, and continue to learn? Uh, I mean, as a musician, always learning, you know, even when you come into different groups, it's kind of crazy. I mean, like we said, Flores is from Puerto Rico, Ryan's from Cleveland, Tommy Boy is from Greek, California, kind of everywhere, Army Brats. So everybody's had this different background musically. So coming in here, I'm just a country boy playing guitar, you know, and it's cool getting the flavors of what Tommy plays, what Flores plays. You can, and Ryan, you can hear all those like different ethnicities and countries and cities. And it's kind of cool because you learn that. So as a musician, that's kind of what we gravitate towards. It's a universal language. So we're all there trying to kind of learn each other musically. So and I know Tommy and I, we, we're always trying to get better at our instrument, whether it's tone, whether it's playability. So as a musician standpoint, always kind of trying to grow in those little aspects. Even when we write, we try to uh, push the boundaries. Like some of the newer material that we're working on has never sounded like as you were in the past. And we're, we're bringing that forth. Um, now, Army-wise, obviously always growing as a leader, you know, learning from our subordinates and also um, our superiors and taking that with us and using those uh, bags of tools and stuff like that, that we can go forth with. So those are two aspects that I personally grasp and try to improve on and learn from. Definitely the, the musicianship, there's always, you can always get better, even if you're, even if you're kind of happy with where, you, you know, where you are, um, there's always room for growth. And that, that just like Austin was saying, in every aspect of your life, there is room for growth. You know, it's a, it's a journey, it's not a destination. And it's, it's easy to forget that, I think, a lot of times. Um, but, I mean, I think also there's lots and lots of room to just work on your sub, your You know, the, the Army values, like working on ways that you can embody those, that you can characterize those, bring those into your life and incorporate them. Um, constant room for growth in that department. Um, staying humble, that's a big one. I mean, like when you're given like, every opportunity to go out and be like a rock star and you, you get to play these big shows, you know, very important to stay grounded, um, to, you know, to remember where you came from, um, to remember the people that you serve, you know, the, the, the other bandmates, 
um, there's, you know, that's a, that's a big, big part of it. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's so much, I mean, I could talk for like an hour about that. So there's, there's always room to get better. And actually, if you listen to a lot of the lyrics of our songs, I mean, that's a lot of what we, that's a lot of our messaging, you know, keep at it. Don't, don't stop. You know, there's not a point where you stop. You, you always try to keep growing. Great. So, um, I, I, we've been on for like over 40 minutes now. Um, I, before we get ready to wrap up, you guys mind if I ask you some of the uh, questions I normally ask, uh, guests that I have on. Go for it. So, uh, from your musical like inspirations, who who would you say your top three musical artists are? Uh, for me, it's definitely Ozzy, and this one's gonna be like a roundhouse kick. Michael Jackson, and then guitarist wise, um, I would probably say uh, Ace Freely from Kiss. Nice. This is a hard one. Like influences, okay. Like, well, if if I were to say guitar players right off the bat that inspire me to start playing guitar, it'd probably be Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, Jeff Beck, and probably Jimmy Page uh, would be the three. And then like modern day like bands, like rock bands that like I I like I try to you know channel their energy in the as you were process. Um, that would probably be Foo Fighters. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Queens of the Stone Age tied with Radiohead, I would say. Nice. Nice. And then is there like a particular song that you feel has inspired you uh, in life? Like when you're going through like, you know, I don't know, a rough patch or even if you're just it's something that you could go to on your like playlist that's uh, you never get tired of hearing that just kind of pumps you up. Uh-huh. Same old situation by Motley Crue. Dang, no, no hesitation. No hesitation. Um, I like I like Best of You by the Foo Fighters, but also just as a fun, like, feel-good song, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, that's such a classic. Every time I hear it, I'm always smiling. You know, just the, the solos, the harmonies, all that stuff. So. Are you stuck, like, seeing Wayne and Garth and them headbanging, you know, in your head? <laughs> yeah, we have, the, we have the gremlin outside, the blue gremlin, man. <laughs> nice. And then uh, what cl- you, you said you guys just visited uh, some high schools and performed at a high school. Like what class? My, my youngest is actually, you know, her last day of high school was yesterday. She's graduating next week. Prom's coming up on Friday. Nice. So it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm like dad excited and happy for her, but also like freaking out that I do a good enough job to prepare for real world now. But uh, what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, from what I see out here and growing up, I mean, I was in music theory and I was in the band. I think that's also great. Band or sports. I think that's what kids love to do. I see a lot of kids out there trying to do music, and I think that's very important. That that really gets an escape from reality. Same with with, with sports. It, it allows you to really kind of channel what you want to do or anything, um, musical theater, just something in the arts or sports realm. And, or if math is your thing, I know my brother-in-law loves math and I'm like, dude, that is crazy. Cause I hate math. So, you know, but just, just try to take any kind of extracurricular that you're inspired to do and run with it. Even if you're, you're nervous to do it. I think mine would probably be like financial independence, like financial literacy. Now, understanding like compound interest and 
you know, how to look at different companies, like, if they, you know, like stocks and if they're viable stocks, you know, like that sort of thing. Cause we are not really prepared for that in, in our school system. I don't think, you know, I think that it, that's a, that's something that young, young adults should really have a good, good, uh, um, good understanding of, of stuff like that. And also, I mean, a class that teaches you how to sew a button on your shirt or how to, how to put oil in your car and how to. Damn it. Hi. Oh, there we go. One class that I took when I was in college um, was a financial literacy class. It was all about like, how do you, how you compound, you know, how, how you understand compound interest and, um, like what happens if you, um, you know, what happens, what happens if you have too much credit card debt and all sorts of stuff like that. And that was very, very eye opening for me. I wish that I would have had that in high school. So I think that should be mandated. Yeah. It's nice. They give it to you in college after you, you know, already have those student loans. You're going to have yeah, to exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, now we'll teach you how screwed you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 25% interest on your card, brother. You should have, you should have talked them down. Tom's actually opening his own high school, man. Right after, right after he gets out. Nice. And then, uh, who are three people who've inspired you, or you can credit for making you the person you are today? Um, for me personally, it is my uh, dad, my great grandfather. Um, obviously, my my family. I had a great support system with my entire family. So really, my family, and who really inspires me today is my wife, and obviously my brothers that I get to serve alongside with, but my wife is definitely my rock. She helps me through a lot. She inspires me. Um, like I said, she's in the military too, and she, she's a sergeant. She really pushes boundaries and that's very inspirational, especially for me being an NCO too. So definitely growing up, my friends, my family, and now in today's time, my wife and my, my brothers and sisters that I get to serve with. Yeah, I pretty much have the same answer. You know, my parents, my wife, the other band members, you know, there's so much to learn from them. Like uh, so many ideas that they, they bring up when we're in rehearsal. Like, oh, why don't we put this right here for this bridge? And why don't we do this? It's super inspirational and just their character too. Like just their energy, um, the way that they've, the, the, the different paths that they've chosen really inspired me. And like I told you before, you know, earlier, my parents have been such great influences on me. My dad, you know, he retired from the army and I just went indefinite. So I'm going to be retiring from the army in about eight years. Um, you know, my mom, she's, she's done so many things. She homeschooled me up until high school and, you know, she was in the army before she had me, um, you know, she got me into music. Um, they've been a huge inspiration for me. I owe them so much. So, yeah. Awesome. And then, um, are there any causes or organizations that you guys support and encourage others to check out? Yeah, the army, <laughs> all the way. <laughs> hey, I mean, there's yeah. I, again, we can't we can't hammer it you know hammer it down enough. I mean, there's over a hundred hundred jobs in the army. We've got the best one, uh, but there are some other really good ones out there. You know, so just uh, I'm joking, uh, but not really. Um, there's some really good opportunities out there. Um, you know, we we it, this is one of those things where yes, we're, we it's part of our job to go out and market the army, but it's something that we love to do because this is our story you know this is this is actually something that we've experienced and we've lived through so it's very easy for us to brag on the army and talk about it because of of the position that we're in the opportunity that we've been given we just want to let other people know that it exists out there for other people it could be you as well so just 
encourage you to go out there and um, see what opportunities exist out there for you. Don't be don't be afraid to talk to awesome recruiters. You know, Austin was one of those recruiters. They're out there, high energy. They want to help you. Um, you know, if you got other plans after you graduate high school, or if you got other plans uh, on the horizon that don't include you know army service, we're very happy for you. Truly, we want you to be successful. But if you are looking for an avenue, you're looking for a career path, you're looking for an opportunity, um, check out the Army because it might surprise you. And that, that was one thing I wanted to say, too, when you said what, what should kids kind of go through in high school. They should at least see a recruiter. It doesn't matter what any branch. It's really imperative, especially with student loans, especially with taking that step after high school. There's so many different things that the Army offers in there. Really, the Army Reserve, to be one, is one time a month, two weeks a year, and they pay your entire ride to uh, college. I'll tell you guys right now, my wife, she went to University of Delaware, played French horn, ended up being $110,000 in student debt, and um, then joined, and now she's you know, getting that paid back and stuff like that. But that's a, that's a step that the Army can definitely take off of your plate. And just like Tom was saying, just see what your options are. It's crazy. 150-plus jobs. This is one of them. And if you think this is one of the cooler ones, guess what? We have gamers, we have a CrossFit team, we have photographers. I mean, you name it, we have it. So I definitely encourage looking into the Army and letting the viewers know that it's always an option. Nice. And then um, what was your, this, this is one of the favorite questions they ask. It takes everybody back uh, to childhood and everything. But what was your favorite toy as a child? Mm. Legos. Yeah. Legos. There was a tinker toy. Yeah. I mean, I was constantly, I was constantly building Legos as a kid. I couldn't get enough of them. I was always asking for new sets. Um, I, you know, everything from spaceships to fighter jets uh, to submarines, all that stuff. And yeah, I, I was always very interested in, you know, being creative as a kid. I, I pretty much would, a lot of times I'd buy the, I'd have the, you know, I'd have a Lego set bought for me for like a birthday present or a Christmas present or something like that. I'd build it according to the instructions. And then maybe like a week later, it'd be completely trashed and I'd be building my own thing with all the parts. Yeah. So I, I, I was always super into that. Yeah. He builds the entire stage out of Legos. It's like 20 times <laughs> messing. I'm messing. Nice. And then, um, you know, uh, once again, talking about our, uh, you know, our, our, brothers and sisters currently serving over, you know, those out of country or those that, you know, mobilized right now, any message that you have for them? Stay safe, stay safe. You know, we appreciate you. We love you. Um, we, we see the sacrifice that you're making. Um, we know it's hard to be away from uh, friends and family, uh, but what you're doing is not going unnoticed and you're making the freedom that we're enjoying here in the United States possible. Um, so we really, really appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing it's so honorable and if you ever need anything reach out even if it's to ayw reach out to us yeah we'd be more than happy to talk to you guys awesome man awesome guys man i really appreciate your time uh it's been good getting to know you a little bit i'm i'm hoping i'm really looking forward to uh seeing you guys perform at incarceration and uh hope we get to uh actually cross paths so i could shake your hands and yeah definitely. You yeah, yeah. We'll, we fantastic. can sign a vinyl for you yeah yeah, definitely. yeah sweet and Maybe then, we can do uh, another podcast then yeah yeah hopefully well I, hopefully they're doing media this year i don't know they didn't do it last year they didn't have the media tent last year so still waiting to get here here back if 
if they're doing it this year. But uh, yeah, hope, hopefully we can can connect. For all the people that uh, were listening and watching today that are new to you guys, where would you send them if they want to know more or support uh, support you guys? So for Instagram, it is a y w music. So Alpha Yankee Whiskey Music. And then for our Facebook, it's Army Musical Outreach Team. Or you can go directly to our website at aywmusic.com. Awesome. Awesome, man. Guys, thank you so much for your time. And uh, before I let you go, if you wouldn't mind doing me one last favor, uh, would you mind cutting a promo ID for the show? Just introduce yourselves and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Absolutely. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm Staff Sergeant Thomas Katsianis, and you are listening to Boondoggle. Awesome, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, get out there. Enjoy some of that Florida sunshine and weather. And then uh, have a great uh, great time with at the festival this weekend. And I'll see you guys in July. You got it, brother. Thanks Thank so much. You.
do you design? July 15th, 16th, and 17th with Core. Disturbed. Breaking Benjamin. Evanescence. Papa Roach. Lamb of God, Cedar, Falling in Reverse, Three Days Grace, I Prevail, Black Label Society, Theory of a Dead Man, Avatar, and many more. Wake me up, wake me up inside. Incarceration, July 15th through the 17th. Three days of nonstop rock. The historic Ohio State Reformatory. All passes on sale now at incarceration.com. Inmates. This Jake Thur had a thumbnail this long. I worked with toenails. And, and I asked him, I, I go to him, I go, I go, Jake, what's with the thumbnail? And he goes, you know what that can do to an eye? It's like he glued pistachio shells on his toes or something. Remember, I was like, remember, I wasn't feeling good and I stayed at the hotel one time down in Virginia Beach. And Jake Thur had to have the heart to heart with me. Yeah. And he's sitting there after he drank a few and he brings like a kicks the door in the room. He's like, you know, and he's just like cutting his toenails in front of me and stuff in my room. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Bill's you can't out be of, pretending you're sick. Bill's while you're out down of bed here. and Jake's doing his toenails. And Bill's like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember we're on the beach. 
down there in Puerto hey, here's Rico. A Jake. And uh, Jake, 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 Jake had his, had his shirt off, right? He's, he's sitting there on the beach. It's them. And Remember Bailey I'm looks at him and goes, Hey, Chief, what you do? Spill Cocoa Puffs on your chest? I was out in the hallway sleeping. I couldn't. Every 15 minutes, 20 minutes, all night long. Our beds are right here. He's sleeping. He, up, he would just sit up. Night stands right here. <laughs> light a cigarette. Oh God, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he kept smoking. Put it out. Back, you well, spin well, around, lay back down. Fifteen, <laughs> twenty minutes goes by. Up again. Good light another God. cigarette all night long. It was like Cheech and Chong inside our room. <laughs> I went to Al. I said, Al, why'd you put you? Because you guys both smoke. I'm like, I'll never and smoke again. I've just smoked a lifetime. Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird, man. Yeah. I worked with Jake and Horniak. Yeah. The guy called Tweety Bird, he had Tweety Bird tattooed on the top of his head and he was bald, right? And I made the mistake of, of sleeping at, yeah. at uh, Shields Hall with them and sharing a room. And uh, between Jake, like you said, getting up and smoking every five minutes. and oh, then you slept and, in a room and, with him too? Yeah, uh, and, and, oh. and Horniac snores like, I mean, it would rattle the room, you know? I didn't get no sleep You didn't even smoke. Weeks. That had to kill you. Oh, it oh, did, yeah, it yeah. did. At least I smoked and it was, yeah, I was dying it, that night. Did you ever share a room with Jake? No. No, I, mean, I, I, I we could trace this all back to him. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we shared a tent on I knew that. <laughs> I, 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 I thought the one. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please be sure to check out our website domaincle.com or today's boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives follow us on social media at today's boondoggle on facebook instagram youtube and twitter for more information about this podcast and please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. For tuning into this week's today's boondoggle. 
Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's Boondoggle.